the evenings. Uh, continuing in the Hilchot Rosh Hashanah, we've been talking about some of the additions or the changes that we make to our tefillah uh, during the Aser Yimei Shuvah between Rosh Hashanah and through Yom Kippur. So one of those changes is that in the third bracha of our Shemona Esrei, instead of concluding Hakel HaKadosh, we change it to HaMelech HaKadosh. The emphasizing Hashem and His role as King is very important this time uh, of year. And we said that that's Me'akev. Uh, meaning, if a person forgot to make that change, or if they were unsure if they made that change, they would actually have to repeat their Shemona Esrei, uh, unless they remembered Tok De Dibor within about two to three seconds, and they had not yet started the next bracha. Otherwise, we would say, well, the first three brachot are one uh, unit, and you've messed up that unit, so to speak, so you're going to have to go back to the beginning. Good, we talked all about that. Here the Shechan Aruch says, B'Shabah B'Natayim, the Shabbat in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So, Arvit Yomar Bibrikat Me'in Sheva. So, when we daven on Friday night, we say what's called the Bracha Achat Me'in Sheva. It's a one bracha that's really made up of seven. It's basically a, uh, I guess, a mini version of the Shabbos Monasrei that we say as a pseudo Chazarat Ashat. So, when we get there, we basically take a little snippet of each of the seven brachot that we would say in Mariv on Friday night, right? So, we say Magen Avot. Bidvaro, that uh, corresponds to the first bracha of Rosh Hashanah is second bracha of Rosh And then typically we would say, Hakel Hakadosh Shein Kamohu, right? The Hashem who is very holy and sanctified and there's no one like him. So it says the Shechan Aruch, when we get to that Hakel Hakadosh Shein Kamohu, we should change it to Hamelech Hakadosh Shein Kamohu. Because that is in place of the third bracha of the Shemona Esrei. So therefore we want to change it from Hakel Hakadosh to Hamelech Hakadosh, just like we would in our personal Shemona Esrei. The Ramah says, So to if uh, Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos coincide, so we're going to say the bracha Hame and Sheva at Mariv. So there also you're going to change it to Hamelech Hakadosh. And uh, he says, Don't worry about that for right now. Similarly, if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, we would also make that change. Interestingly, interestingly, the Mishaburah says, kadosh." If a person didn't make the change, and again, we're not talking about in the personal Shemona Esrei, we're talking about this bracha achat me'in sheva. So if they didn't make that change, yesh tzarich lachazur. He says, there are some opinions that maybe you would have to say it again. You would have to repeat it. Similar to if you didn't make the change in your personal Shemona Esrei, we would make you repeat your personal Shemona Esrei. V'davkim siyem ha-bracha, that's only if you made it all the way until the end. But if you remember before you conclude the bracha, because you're not saying a bracha at each point, right? We're just summing it all up and then saying one bracha at the end. So as long as you remember it before you do that final bracha, you should be okay. Otherwise, according to some, you would have to repeat this paragraph. Now, why on earth would you have to repeat that paragraph? That seems a little bit strange. So we've talked a little bit in the past, a little bit, about what the nature of this bracha achat me'in sheva is. What's the nature of this pseudo-repetition of the Shemona Esrei that we do on Friday night? So there seems to be, uh, I guess, an understanding that it was meant for the latecomers. None of us can relate, but we, we know that there are such people out there that come late to davening. So there's a little bit of a dispute as to what purpose it served for the latecomers. So one possibility is we didn't want the latecomers have to walk home by themselves. That could have been potentially dangerous. So what we did was we basically, we figured we'll stall a little bit. We'll stall. The Tibor will, even though we're in theory done with our davening, we'll do this little paragraph. It'll give the latecomers some time to catch up, and then we could all walk home together. Everyone's safe and sound. That's one possibility. The other possibility to look at it is, again, it is for the latecomers, but not that we're stalling so that they can, uh, you know, catch up, so to speak, but instead they're actually going to fulfill their obligation of saying their Shabbos Shmon Esrei, their Marish Shmon Esrei with that, uh, you know, pseudo half 
you know, sum up version, the bracha achat mein sheva, which is fascinating. Now, there's two different ways to look at it. Are we stalling and it's just, you know, we're allowing people to catch up? Or are they actually going to fulfill their obligation by saying it? So what would be an important practical consequence? Well, let's say they didn't make the change of hakel hakadosh, right? And they said hakel hakadosh instead of hamel hakadosh. So if it's just, uh, you know, we're stalling so that they could catch up, so who cares? Not the end of the world. If you didn't get it right, too bad. Usually someone yells it out anyway, so, you know, we, we get it. But uh, if you didn't, it's not the end of the world. It's just a stalling tactic. So go on with the rest of your life. You don't have to repeat it. But if you're actually fulfilling your obligation by saying that bracha achat and sheva, so then you would have to make that change, right? That's in theory what you would argue, and that's probably what this machloket um, is all about when we say that some acronym would say maybe you would have to repeat it if you didn't catch it, uh, and others would say you don't have to repeat it because, uh, again, there's two different ways to look at it. Just interesting because some want to argue a little bit differently. They want to say that no, you don't have to repeat it. You don't have to repeat it. It doesn't make a difference. Even if you do follow the opinion that says that we're fulfilling your obligation, or the latecomer, so to speak, is fulfilling their obligation during that, you still wouldn't have to repeat your Shemona Esrei. Uh, you wouldn't have to repeat this bracha achat me and sheva if you didn't make that change. And then they want to argue, if that is true, then maybe even in your personal Shemona Esrei, on Friday night at Marv, if you didn't say HaMelech HaKadosh, you wouldn't have to repeat your personal Shemona Esrei. And some want to take it even further. And they say, you know what? Well, let's look at this bracha achat me and sheva, right? If we're going with the opinion that I'm fulfilling my obligation, you know what else we don't mention? Let's say Shabbos Cholomo Itzukis. So if I'm diving my personal Shemona Esrei in Marv, what am I going to add to my Shemona Esrei? Yalaviyavo, right? I have to mention the fact that it's Sukkis. Well, in the bracha achat mein sheva, when, if, when it's Shabbos uh, Rosh Chodesh, when it's Shabbos Cholomoy, do we mention the fact? Do we add anything? Do we say Yalaviyavo? No, we don't. So someone argue if it's Shabbos Cholomoy, it's Sukkis, it's Shabbos Cholomoy, Pesach, and I forget to say Yalaviyavo, my Shmones, right? Do I have to repeat it? Maybe not, because we don't mention it in the bracha achat mein sheva. And if I'm fulfilling my obligation as a latecomer with that, and I don't need to say Yalaviyavo, and I don't need to say Amelach Kadosh, so then maybe even my personal Shmones, I wouldn't have to do it. So again, Practically, you don't have to repeat it. <laughs> and practically, if you do forget those things that you're just right, you probably do have to repeat them. But it is an interesting opinion that uh, plays out over there. So two different ways to look at the bracha chami and sheva and how that plays out with the hamelach hakadosh switch. Rabbi Hanan, Merikash, Shomer, Tzach, Shabbat, Lezak, Kol, Yisrael,